The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everybody. It's Kat Sadler, and this is It Sure Is a Beautiful Day. I've spent decades in TV broadcasting and conducted hundreds, if not thousands, of interviews in the span of my career. And on this show, the conversations continue. My goal is that every episode feels entirely brand new, but also like coming home. Let's get into it. It sure is a beautiful day to give thanks for your health. You know what this episode is going to be about. Hi, everybody. It's Kat, and I am back on the mic for a solo episode, as promised, answering all of your questions from A to Z about my breakthrough case of COVID. So welcome. Um, That's what this episode's going to be about. I I heard from so many of you through this experience, and you did certainly have so many questions, but I also heard from so many of you just offering advice because of the sheer numbers of people who have gone through this virus, experienced it, and had to deal with it and recover and heal. So Welcome to the show and just thank you. Thank you for being here and thank you to all of you who just, man, I I love social media for the fact that we really can put so much positivity out there. I'll get to the negative in a minute, but just the the love I felt from, from strangers, um, from many of you with well wishes and advice and tips and just, you know, the things I kind of needed to hear going through this. So I don't want to be overly dramatic though. I mean, listen, I'm I am I am fine. It is day 21. If we are counting, as I am recording this episode, it is day 21. I for the most part stopped counting at day 14 because my doctor assured me that at that point, because I no longer had a fever and because I wasn't showing symptoms other than fatigue, which I will get to in a minute, that, you know, for all intents and purposes, we're through this thing, right? So you can work on the re-entry, you can work on slowly getting back to life. And again, from a medical standpoint, I did not have a severe case of COVID. I have what they consider a mild case. Now, if you like me are in bed and knocked out and suffering a fever and suffering the many symptoms that I went through, it doesn't feel very mild. It feels like a really, really bad case of an extended flu, or at least it did for me in my personal situation. So I'm going to get to all of that in a minute. I just, I want to tell you that if you're here, I, you know, the purpose of me just doing this is that, again, I had so many questions from so many different people. And sadly, these breakthrough cases are in fact happening. I know this because I heard from you and still hear from you saying, oh man, that's me. I'm vaccinated. I just tested positive. So I'm hoping that by me sharing the details of my experience, And that by sharing the supplements, the vitamins, the little hacks that I put into play in the last three weeks or whatever it is, might be of help to you. That's it. I just want to help and I want to give back now having kind of lived through this. So let me just reframe it a little bit. Some of you saw me on The View, which is amazing. And I kind of detailed my situation there. I've, I've, I've been talking more publicly about what exactly went down. So let me just try to break this down for you as concisely as I can, not to harbor on the whole, how'd you get it? How'd you contract it? You know, that whole bit. But let me just do that one more time if you did not know. Um, So I can be clear because it's also important that I share the truth. 
And the play-by-play, which I was accused of so many things and questioned about so many things from a a handful of cyberbullies, if you will. And it's like, bitch, please, it's my life. I know, I know because I'm living it. You know, it's so funny when people come to you and they're like, yeah, but this, this, and this. I'm like, hold on, this is my experience. I'm pretty familiar with it. I know what the hell happened. Ah, oh, the nervous some of these people. Am I right? Okay, anyhow, um, and if you did not read my blog, by the way, I really go into that on thecatwalk.com. I did post a pretty heartfelt essay of sorts when I think I was on about day 10 of this thing. So I first remember hearing that my son, Austin, who is 20 years old, who, yes, is unvaccinated, I do not say that to throw him under the bus. I do not say that to shame him. I say that because that is factual. He wasn't feeling well the weekend of July 4th, and he was complaining of a cold and being run down and saying, I think, I think I'm, I'm getting sick. After that weekend on Monday, he was in bed and he was clearly not well. You know, when your kids aren't well, because when they're in bed and the lights are off, I mean, it just, it took a turn. And you know, immediately, because he is unvaccinated, mostly, I, I remember saying, I really hope this isn't COVID. This isn't COVID. Surely this, I mean, do you think it's COVID? And to, again, share the full scope of this thing, he did not think it was COVID because he thought he got this cold from his friend. His friend was vaccinated, okay? So maybe, and we'll never know fully, but maybe that friend was another breakthrough case, right? But this kid, the vaccinated one, who will remain unnamed, had some cold symptoms, had some cough symptoms, but that was it. He wasn't in bed. He didn't have a fever. It wasn't bad. Again, I credit that to the vaccine. Austin got pretty sick. Austin was in bed and I was taking precautions. I was taking care of him, but I was wearing a mask and I was having as little contact as possible. But honestly, I remember thinking at the time, thank God I got that vaccine. I'm not going to get this. You know, in my head, I thought I had this invisible cape that I was good because I had the vaccine. So yeah, you can enter his room because you're vaccinated. I think that was that gray area at the time. You know, mind you, this was now a month ago when we didn't No, we didn't have the data. We didn't know enough about the vaccine and who it was affecting and how it was affecting them. So I remember on Wednesday of that week, we took Austin to get tested after two days of being in bed and he tested positive for COVID. I, on Friday, got my first symptoms. So that was five days after being exposed to him. Little drainage in the throat. Oh my goodness, having a a bit of a sore throat. Oh, oh man, am I just run down? You know, oh, uh, this probably isn't COVID. The second day not feeling well, I started to panic and I just thought, oh my gosh, I, I, I knew that I was going to be out all weekend. I had some social engagements and I whatever I did, I didn't want to pass it on if I had contracted COVID somehow through, you know, being a breakthrough case. So I went and got tested. I got a rapid test and it was negative. And so I actually then, after getting that negative test, thought, oh, I'm just getting sick and maybe I am run down. And I went and got a B12 shot. I remember thinking, phew, not COVID. I'm not contagious. I'm not out here spreading it, but maybe I just have a cold. And then I just got worse, guys. I just, it just, it progressed and the congestion got worse. I had a splitting headache. I almost felt like I had like an earache. There was all this pressure in my head. And by that following Monday, I was in bed and I was weak. And I remember taking a hot bath. I was like crawling back to bed. I was having this extreme fatigue. And then I started the chills and then I had a fever. So I actually called a doctor who would make a house visit to my home. And they were immediately concerned about you know, my exposure to COVID, of course, but also, you know, your my oxygen levels, because that's like the first thing you look at. And luckily, nothing was going on in my chest. Nothing was going on with my breathing. And they did test my oxygen during that visit. It was fine, super stable, but I did have a fever. They took a PCR test, which is the conclusive 
you know, full scope of do you or don't you, you know, if you have COVID, if, if this is positive, it's the real deal. And the next morning I found out I did have COVID and it was a breakthrough case. And that is when I posted that Instagram that, man, sometimes I do things, I'm just amazed at, at the attention. I mean, I, I did that because I was like, oh my gosh, holy shit. I mean, really, I was thinking, holy shit, because we know you can still catch COVID. We knew it wasn't 100% foolproof. We knew that when we got the vaccines, that's always been the information that they put in front of us. But I think many of us then and still are, we're operating with this sense of, I got my vaccine. I'm good. I'm life can return. I did all the right things. I'm going to go, you know, inject myself back out into normal life. You know, it was like that because we were craving that so badly after the last year and a half or whatever it was. So I posted on Instagram, I'm sick. I have COVID. This is a breakthrough case. Y'all don't let your guard down. You can still get sick. I am proof of this. And that's really what that message was at the time. It wasn't to scare people. This was not scare tactics. This was not, you know, a non-medical person of society dispensing advice like I know it all. This was just me literally doing everyone a solid and saying, hey, just, you know, if you got that mask, you might want to consider wearing it still. And I did address my non-vaccinated audience in that post too and said, just, hey, you don't want to be sick. Trust. I'm over here feeling like absolute crap. You don't want this thing. And if you're unvaccinated, chances are you're, you're going to get it. At some point you will. You are not going to be able to dodge this bullet. And uh, that's when the firestorm began. So anyway, I am glad I posted and I am glad that the response was massive because I'll tell you why. I don't care about the hate I got. I don't care about the, the harassment I got. I don't care about being called a clown. I don't care about being called a sheep. I don't care about all those sticks and stones. You know what I mean? Words cannot hurt me, y'all. And I have never used my block button more. It felt so damn good, y'all. Oh, it felt so good. I've gotten really good at using my block button and it feels real nice. None of that bothers me because at the end of the day, I still believe in science. Yes, I got COVID, but I did not get hospitalized and I did not die. And that is the message. That is my personal choice, my personal opinion on this platform with an audience to just say the purpose of the vaccine is to save lives. And so I stand by that. I also stand by using my voice because the number of messages that I have received from the then undecided who have said to me, man, you know, whatever, whatever that was you went through was a wake up call for me. And I did change my mind and I did at least convince my daughter or son or whatever. And I went out and got vaccinated thank you. So I don't need the thanks, but I love the progress that if I had to get sick to get, I don't know how many ever people to the doctor to get vaccinated, then cool. All right. Question for you guys. When it comes to hair, who doesn't want those big, beautiful, effortless waves? And especially right now, just in time for heading back to the office or maybe back to school, or maybe you're just headed out and about more now that the world has opened up. The Conair Double Ceramic Waver is designed with not just one, but three barrels for deep, continuous waves. Plus, the double ceramic technology provides even and consistent heat for fast styling and those long-lasting waves that we all desire. It's got instant heat up, 30 heat settings for every kind of hair type, and turbo heat boost for those difficult-to-style spots. So you see, the wide range of heat options lets you customize styling for flawless results. So let me tell you, you'll be the envy of all of your friends with full flowing waves now so quick and easy to create right there at home you're gonna always be selfie ready on the job or on campus or 
on that much anticipated dinner date. Skip the salon, you guys. Save time. Big, beautiful waves at home. You don't need a salon appointment. I mean, what is not to love? And you get your waiver delivered right to your door. Ordering this essential beauty tool for beautiful bombshell waves is easy. Go to conair.com and search waiver. So anyway, that's the story in a nutshell. The one question that I'm sure you guys put forth to me from my Instagram, the many, many questions I'm going to answer here in a moment, and which I haven't really looked at in detail, but I would say the most prominent question I got from most of you was, how is your son doing? And thank you for asking that. Thank you for caring about him because I'm good. I'm here on the mic talking to you, but my son is fine. Thank you. And he doesn't have any lingering symptoms and he's back at it and he is not contagious and he is not a candidate for the vaccine. You know, you can't get the vaccine if you just had COVID. So he has to wait several weeks. We are broaching that topic most days. We are still very much in conversation about his fear of the vaccine and his resistance. And, you know, I'll be honest, I, I shed a lot of tears about this situation and it's been hard on us. That was probably one of the most emotional things about this whole experience is that we're both not really seeing eye to eye and and you want what's best for your children. But, you know, he's 20 years old and I, I cannot physically drag him there to do it. But we're working through it. And I, I don't want to say too much because he's not here to speak for himself. But I love my kid today ends of the earth and he loves me too. And it's one of the things I addressed in my blog post that although there is this tension, sometimes spoken, sometimes unspoken about this vaccination topic, we still are able to to converse based in love and respect. And that is, I believe, what is lacking in our society. Sadly, the divide, the cruelty the vitriolic nature of these just assaults of one another online is truly heartbreaking heartbreaking and highly frustrating and disappointing and sad. So I'm at least proud to say that that's not going on in my house. You know, we might disagree, but luckily we don't have that virus under our roof. So back to symptoms, my symptoms, which I already explained those early symptoms, I will say, I will say that I, I did develop, I would say on day five came my loss of taste and smell completely gone. And then I would say day seven or eight, I did develop a rash on my stomach and on my back, a little bit on my hips and butt. That was slightly alarming, but come to find out that happens with COVID. Didn't know that. I think my early days of the the swollen eye that felt a little bit like a sty, um, apparently that is somewhat normal, a little gunk in my eye. And then just the overall achiness. I cannot say or I can't underestimate the achiness. For me, it lives mostly in my body and my hips. Like the sleep has been really hard even to this day. There's very achy joints, namely in my hips. So when sleeping at night, like the tossing and turning just back and forth, highly annoying. And then just the fatigue, the lack of energy and the fatigue has been the biggest, almost insurmountable thing. I think I would have been much, much better. The fever went away. The congestion for the most part started to go away. I never had the cough. I never had the shallow breathing, thank God. It's just that fatigue that is lingering and it is the the taste and smell is, I would say, mm, averaging at about 70%. And I know that's awesome. That is like me being super lucky because I've heard from so many people who said, it's been six months and I don't have my smell and taste back. So God, do I feel for those people. Until you lose it, you just don't get it because it's like, God, you know, we have five senses. And if you lose two of them, you can imagine how dull life gets. Like it's real dull. Everything's real flat without 
the pleasure of food crossing your lips. So it's a real downer. I think it really takes a toll on your mood on top of everything else. It's like you can't even just go have a pint of ice cream to make it better because it doesn't feel so great. It doesn't, it feels like whatever. It's cold, but that's about it. So those were my symptoms in a nutshell. I think I got to most of them. And like I said, here on day 21, the only thing I'm suffering from now is like today, I'll just give you an example. You know, I got up, I'm like, oh, I'm like singing in the morning because it's like you wake up with this energy and you're like, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back on my grind. I can get to work, I can get to those emails, I can get to the kids, I can get to the dishes. And then like at three today, I was like, oh man, oh man, gotta go, gotta go to the bed. So I, you know, I came and had to lie down for a couple hours and work from my laptop. And it's just, I'm really trying to listen to my body and do what it says. I mean, that's another overriding thing I've heard from everyone is rest, 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 heal, heal, heal. You have to heal. COVID will linger, but you have to listen to your body or you'll never shake this thing. And it can it can turn into those officially long haul symptoms. I don't think that's me. I don't know if that's me, but I don't think that's me. But here we are in day whatever three weeks in, and I, I definitely am not 100. So, okay. My God, we're already 20 minutes in. I am jabbering. <sighs> I think I covered all my symptoms. Let me tell you about my smell and taste hacks. Let me tell you what worked for me or what certainly I think contributed to me getting back the majority of my smell and taste. I went online and did the whole TikTok burnt orange exercise. So if you haven't heard about it, Google. I had never heard about it until I was suffering. Essentially, you take an orange, you go to your stove, you literally take some tongs and rotate your orange over an open flame or whatever you got to work with, and you burn it until it is black then you cut off the peel. Then you chop up or mush up your very warm orange in a bowl. And you add a couple tablespoons of brown sugar. Mash it up. Take a bite. Take several bites. Eat the whole thing. I did that the first time and nothing happened. So then I did it the second day. And I think it opened it up, if that makes sense. It didn't, it wasn't a cure, but what happened after I did it the second day was I started getting some sense back. Now I coupled that with another new exercise, which was three times a day for a couple minutes each time, sniffing things in my pantry and in my closet, in my um, refrigerator. I would sniff cloves, spices, I would sniff coffee grinds, already ground, fresh. And then I would sniff uh, vanilla extract. And then I spent some time sniffing fresh mint from my refrigerator. I kind of Googled some things and a few of those had popped up. And so I just, I did that for a couple days in a row. And then I discovered a podcast, which I will put in my show notes, the description for you. I did Instagram about it, but The Daily, which is a podcast from The New Yorker, I believe. Oh no, from The New York Times, not The New Yorker. The Daily podcast from way back in March, but I had found that online. It was about a food critic who lost her taste and smell because of COVID. And she had worked with an expert in the space on what it means to lose your smell and what what actually happens to you from a physical standpoint. And there were so many tips in that episode. I highly recommend you listen or share that episode with people you love who have lost their, their smell or taste or both. But they talk about the doctor, the expert on that show is talking about how it's not like when you have a cold, how you just kind of, it's it's like it goes away. With COVID, it's actually an injury. It's considered like an injury to your nasal passage. And what it does, it is affects your neural pathways and your brain. And the way to get it back 
is it's like training. It's like going through those exercises like I just mentioned each day or several times in repetition to try and get your brain to remember those smells. Isn't that crazy? So it's like the exercise that they were talking about in the episode was like when you are smelling the cloves, for example, one, don't take super long, deep inhales. They want you to kind of like your little bunny rabbit, like sniff at the sniff at the scent or sniff at the spice or sniff at whatever that is. Take short little staccato like sniffs. And when you're doing it, to try and associate a feeling or a memory or an experience that goes along with that scent. So I was a very good student and I did that for several days. And I would say, I would say five, six, seven days of doing that. And that's when I went, oh my God, I smell the mint. I smell the mint. I can taste the blueberries. I wanted to cry. So, you know, who's to say if all that worked for me, if I just got lucky, but that's what I did. So that's your recipe if you want to try it. Okay. Vitamins supplements. Let me get to some of those. I'm just going to run down this list because it really is mostly all out there, you guys, if you Google it or you Google COVID or you Google like what you should be taking. But again, I'm just so grateful to my friends and family. A lot of people just immediately who had already gone through COVID told me what to do and gave me their prescription of what was so important. Beyond resting, beyond you know, just really, 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 really taking your time to get over COVID, electrolytes, electrolytes, electrolytes was something I heard over and over again, which I did. Um, Ginger, more ginger, cannot get enough ginger. I did. I even liquefied my ginger and cut it up and chopped it up in little pieces, liquefied it, added water and added apple cider vinegar to it and put it in an ice cube tray. That was a wonderful tip I got from one of my followers. Um, So I could just pop that ice cube out and put it in a mug each day. So I would down that. I ended up working with a homeopath just literally over text, and I would tell her my symptoms of the day, which were, you know, pretty predictable at one point. And so she gave me this list, which I'm going to share with you, but just keep in mind, this was tailored to my exact symptoms, but the vitamins that I took, and by the way, am still taking religiously because I'm still fatigued and because I know this thing is lingering, vitamin C, I did up to 5,000 milligrams a day, which is a lot. Um, Vitamin D, I did 5,000 milligrams two times a day. That does sound like a lot. So again, consult with your doctor. I did zinc twice a day, 25 milligrams in the morning and 25 milligrams in the evening. Magnesium, 120 milligrams twice a day. I got back on my probiotics twice a day. I was doing, am doing a multivitamin once a day. I'm doing the Source Naturals Wellness Formula. You've probably seen that out there. I remember I used to have that in my medicine cabinet years ago, but I brought that back to the table because it's it's really focused on immunity and um, just overall wellness. Here's the key one. I had never heard of this. Quercetin. Maybe you know of it. I had not. It is known for being a huge proponent in boosting immunity. So I did that 250 milligrams twice a day and I'm still doing, by the way. And a cup of green tea every day. And that is mostly it. That's the key, key stuff. I mean, it sounds like a lot. It was a lot, um, but I did that consistently and I did most of those twice a day. The other just last, I guess, couple of things that were helpful for me is that, oh no, three more things. One, Epsom salt baths were huge. Um, that really pulled the kind of the ache out of my body. It really did help with like pulling the virus out of my body. So I highly recommend that. I um, started incorporating a nasal saline spray into my morning and bedtime ritual 
just to try and help with the congestion and or the smell. I'm not sure if that contributed, but I did do that. And then, and this is this is hard because, you know, I know not everyone has access to this, but I swear up and down, I have to give a huge, huge shout out to my acupuncturist, my my doctor, Andrea Thorpe, who owns a company called Sage Wellness Within. She prescribed custom Chinese herbs in tea for me. So they're basically, it is a tea. It's a, it's a herbal concoction of teas that based on my particular symptoms, she had made for me. And I was doing those three times a day. I just completed those literally yesterday. So if you have access to that or you have access to someone who knows about Chinese herbs, I highly recommend because I feel like those made a huge difference in just my overall energy level and my overall sense of just getting back to self. I felt like I noticed when I started taking those, drinking those, that I was like, I had, I was going to leave this thing behind, if that makes sense. So highly, highly recommend that. I'm so eternally grateful for Andrea's amazing assistance and expertise. So that was, that was huge. Okay. So without going on forever, ever, ever, I'm going to get to some of your questions now because you guys were so cool on my Instagram to leave many of these. And again, I just saved them all. They're here on my phone and uh, I'm going to answer some of them now, but I'm going to take a quick drink of water and I'm going to tell you something else, which is kind of weird. I meant to tell you this at the beginning as I'm doing this from bed with Nipsey at my feet. The thing is, the truth is, I start. I, I wanted to do this episode for you many times before this moment. And I just, anyone who has experienced COVID will get this. There's a real heaviness associated with the feeling of COVID. One, the isolation, the lack of human touch. So you are very alone in your illness. And I think more so than any other times when people are sick or they're in. Oh, oh, go get them, Nipsey. Any more than somebody, let's say, is injured. You know, you have your loved ones around you or if you have a broken bone, you know, your friends and family come to support you. But it is just incredibly lonely. <laughs> and coming to talk about this, it's like revisiting that really shitty experience. So... I kept thinking I want to come and talk to you guys about it and I wanted to share my information and my experience and I wanted to somehow serve you with this information and I was like, oh, it just felt like I had to really amp myself up to do this because it's kind of like revisiting a really, really low moment, a lot of low moments. So anyway, that did cross my mind. So um, I'm going to get to your questions now, now that we're in it <laughs> and then we can put it behind us. Okay, let's see. Katie asks me, do you feel like you may have been sicker if you hadn't been vaccinated? Well, other than just a feeling, I think probably so. I mean, here's the thing about my exposure and what my doctor told me, you know, and the reason probably I did get pretty sick. I mean, I had a lot of what they call viral load coming at me because I was taking care of a COVID patient, right? So if I had not been vaccinated and I was taking care of Austin the way I was, I mean, imagine that'd be like people in the hospital who are taking care of COVID patients, not wearing full-on PPE, right? So, because they didn't or wouldn't have had that those layers of protection. So yeah, I think I would have been worse. I mean, I'm 46 years old, guys. And although I'm very, very healthy, by the way, a lot of the haters were like, just take your vitamins, work out, be healthy, eat clean. I'm like, bitch, sorry, I keep saying bitch. I'm like, I do that. Do I mean, I do those things. I do hot yoga. I eat relatively clean. I, I do all the things. I, I pride myself on loving my body and taking care of it. So you can't just say I, I got sick because I'm unhealthy. So yes, my answer to that is, yeah, I probably would have been sicker. Hmm. Here's another question from Sarah. She says, were you a bit irritated your 20-year-old did not get vaccinated? I would be. 
Yes, I was a bit irritated. <laughs> yes, I was. Great question. Jenny wanted to know what I did to help myself get better food, vitamins, and drinks. So I think I told you those. We covered all of that. Oh, God love VB. Well, I don't want to out her here, but she says, how do you get over a breakup where you're also best friends for 10 years, which has nothing to do with COVID? Oh, man, that's for another episode, I'm afraid. But man, do I feel you on that. It's hard to lose your best friend. Man, I can't I can't even take that on right now, but I'll do another solo episode. I promise I won't forget you. Val was asking how she thinks I caught the virus, but I also covered that already. Ah, Jessica, do you know if it was Delta or not? Another great question. I got asked that a ton. Um, and what I can tell you is what my doctor told me that all vaccinated patients who are contracting COVID right now are considered um, to be carrying the Delta variant. That's basically just a widely known assumption within the medical community that if vaccinated people are getting sick with COVID, it's because of Delta being so transmissible and so much more contagious and so much more aggressive. So that's how it would have penetrated the vaccine. Kenny wants to know what times of the day were hardest. Oh man, probably midday because in the morning, you know, every day, you know, sure is a beautiful day. The sun comes up and, and you know, I inherently have a pretty positive attitude even when it's all kind of blowing up. So when the sun comes up, you always feel a little more hopeful, new day. Maybe there's some promise here. Maybe I'm going to improve here. And the nighttime, you kind of just surrender and, you know, you're watching your Netflix and you're you're sleepy, so you're kind of out of it. It's the middle of the day, I think, was the hardest for me. That's when, again, you're just like alone and your food doesn't taste good and you're worried. You're taking on the world, the pressure of all of it. And, you know, you add in there how you're being perceived or what people are saying or what people are writing. And for me, you know, my story got a lot of press pickup and it's like how people say what they say and was it all correct. And so sometimes you just really get in your head on in addition to just physically feeling unwell. So yeah, I think the middle of the day. What exactly did you do when you were just chilling? <laughs> That's a funny question. Uh, what did I do? Nipsey, what did we do? <laughs> I tell you what, I don't know what I could do without my dog. I mean, I, I feel like I've become one of those people with an emotional support dog because I do not know what I would do without both Nipsey and Scarlett. I mean, I can't tell you how many cuddles I got from them. So... Because the other thing is, on my worst days, I, I I couldn't even watch TV because it just like hurts your head, you know, when you just, that doesn't feel good. I will say I did um, download some more books. So I listened to some Audible books when I was in bed, just chilling, you know, because you can just kind of close your eyes and kind of be taken away to another place. So that's nice. I did do a little bit of that. Um... Oof, 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 oof. Alex says that she's in the midst of COVID on day eight as she wrote this. She wanted to know when my symptoms fell off. You know, that that was a little thing for me because about day 10, I thought, oh, I'm good. Oh God, I'm going to come back. I've got a little spring in my step. Woohoo! I took a bath. I'm actually getting dressed. And then that was when I was quickly reminded that it wasn't over and I was back in bed for a whole weekend after that. So for me, I want to say day 14. Yes, I remember this specifically because day 14 was the morning I was on The View. And that morning, I, you know, that was early, by the way. The View is East Coast time. So for me, I did that at like, I was up at six. I was trying to be somewhat cohesive, coherent, I should say, and doing that bright and early. So I was still kind of out of it. I was definitely still sick. And then by that night on the evening of day 14 was when I did some work and I did my show, A Drink With, which I do virtually from home every Thursday night. And I remember 
did that and I was like, oh my God, that I felt good. I, I, I feel like I'm coming back, baby. So that's when I really, most of the symptoms went away at that point, except again, the, the energy level and the fatigue. So Anne wants to know, did you take ivermectin or any other prescription drug? No, I did not. I didn't. Um, my doctor early on had said, you know, if you really need to get back to work or, you know, it's really that bad, we can get you on antibiotics if you want. And I elected not to. I just wanted to see what my body would do for me. Make of that what you will, but I didn't. And he didn't push it. And I don't know, maybe that would have made me recover quicker. I just don't know, but I did not. That is the answer to your question. I went the the Chinese herbs route instead. Ooh, what type of mask and precautions did you take when caring for Austin? It was not, it wasn't the the super super duper in 95 mask. It was a regular, um, it was a, a regular kind of standard mask. I wore that when he was in, you know, his room when I would enter his room to bring him food or whatnot. And I started, and by the way, I, I made those exchanges real quick. And then I just, I got really back into the whole Lysoling the house, wiping down every the refrigerator handle, the handles on the doors, you know, the handles or the light fixtures. I was doing a lot of Lysoling again through his illness. And then of course I got sick. So that's where that went. Mm. Leslie says, no question. Just want to say thanks for sharing your experience. I'm glad to hear that because I'm doing it now. And, you know, I don't know how many people this is going to touch or or help or improve their own experiences with this. But but that's the point. I, I, I really do want to make a difference. Mm. Lyndall says, honestly, I'm interested to know what your son's opinion is now on vaccines. I'm just going to say this, <laughs> both of my sons, because my other son, Orion, who's 16, is vaccinated. But most days, if you come past my bedroom and the TV's on, or you pass me and my home office when I've got a podcast on or maybe when my phone is, you know, listening to radio news, it's usually about what's going on in our world as it pertains to this pandemic and what the CDC recommendations are and what Joe Biden is proposing on any given day. And so I'm dialed into the news so much in this house and I I sense Austin really being over it. And by the way, I think that's a very human reaction. I think there's obviously a little friction in our positions on this, or there was, there's really not at the moment. And so, you know, I feel, I feel for our young kids. I feel for our, our young adults out there. I feel for, I feel for everybody who, you know, can't escape what is going on right now. You know, don't forget the mental health piece of this. So I think he wishes it would go away. That's what I really think he feels. Like probably so many, like we could wave a wand and this would go away. But y'all, that's not it. And that's not going to happen. And unfortunately, we're going to go to bed tonight and we're going to wake up tomorrow and we're going to solve this issue. So there is a solution, I believe, I believe in the science and I believe what we're being told. I do. I believe in that. And it's that we need to get everybody vaccinated and then we can stop cycling this thing back and forth and we can be done with it. Okay. Okay. Summer says that she's struggling mentally. It feels like more than COVID fog. Well, I very much understand that and I very much believe why and how that can be happening because I do think that's very real and I feel it. You know, the first couple exchanges I've had with friends since getting better, it's like you you're you're like still in a fog, but it's more than the fog. It's more like just even putting words together cuz everything's like somehow different. It's like it's odd. It's this weird feeling of like on the one hand feeling kind of numb. And on the other hand, everything being super magnified because you're like out again. It's really hard to describe, but all I can say is that you are not alone. You are not alone. And 
find your community that you can share those feelings with because we always, always, always feel less alone when we communicate how we're feeling and then quickly learn we're not we're not all alone in that. Okay, I'm going to answer one or two more. Mm. Yes. Um, what vaccine did I get? I got Moderna. I got both shots, two shots of Moderna, and I got those in April and in May. Mm. Oh, that's a fair question I've never answered. Did you have COVID last year? Is this your first time? Um, right, because you do hear about people getting it more than once. This is my first time, Rocco. First and hopefully my last. <sighs> um, yeah, a lot of these questions I think I've answered. I think I've gotten most of these answered. I'm going to end it there and I'm probably going to think, oh, I wish I would have talked about A, B, and C. But we covered a lot and, you know, I'll just end. I'll just try and end here on a positive and it kind of goes back to what I wrote about in my blog online with my COVID update on my website, thecatwalk.com. As much as this has been about the physical and the symptoms and the health piece and, you know, the virus and navigating this wild, wild, wild time, um, the thing that really does stick with me, talk about lingering, are those 7,000 plus comments that people were leaving on my Instagram on the single post about me catching COVID. And it was a glaring, glaring reminder about the dangers of misinformation, mistruths, falsities, falsehoods, cruelty. You know, it, it felt like suddenly I was on the receiving end of the worst part of humanity. People have differing opinions. People have differing beliefs. People are free to choose what they want for themselves and the, the belief system they want to, uh, they want their family to adhere to, right? I got a little, a little of that but I got a lot, a lot of hate, a lot of people assuming things about me, saying things that were completely untrue about me, people telling me, by the way, I was getting paid. I'm doing this for fame. I'm in bed with, in bed with Fauci. <laughs> That's a new one. I'm in bed with the government. I got paid to go on the view. I, I got paid for my interview with Dr. Fauci, you know, I'm in, I'm in bed with big pharma. That is complete and utterly not true. Completely and utterly not true. So don't come to my page and attack me and assert things about me that aren't true. That pissed me off, number one. But beyond that, I was sad. I was sad and I alluded to this that a lot of the women, and I'm just going to call it what it is, a lot of white women and a lot of white women with crosses on their profile pages, giving the glory to God, you know, claiming to be Christians, just awful to me, saying very non-productive things to me. And that, I, I bring that up only just because the divide, the divide, the, it's like this war of two worlds. It was just never, ever, ever more apparent. And I think that got me really bummed out. So, you know, not that I'm up here on any damn soapbox. Nobody needs to be preached at. But come on, y'all, think. I mean, can we just think before we speak or before we type or before we decide to troll? Like, what are you adding to the world? Just consider that. Like, where is the compassion? What do you gain? If you know something I don't, enlighten me. If you, if you want to educate me, send me those links and those facts. I will read them. But damned if I just... I'm not gonna lie, it really like I can't not feel that. And it really, it really 
really bum me out. Just think. Let's get back to just maybe a little compassion. Maybe a lot of compassion. Nipsey, you were perfect as always. (laughs) Oh, no, you weren't. You growled a little bit ago. (laughs) I love you anyway. I'm going to wrap it up, guys. Um, The only thing I would ask for you in exchange for maybe me sharing all that information is to go follow the podcast if you don't already. Um, It's no longer subscribing. It's actually following the podcast. And leave me a review. Let me know what you think of the show. And I know it's changing every week now a little bit. You know, I do my solo episodes. Sometimes I'm with with my girl, Kate, and we're talking about all things life. And sometimes I'm doing interviews with, you know, remarkable people or people that I think might might mm, inspire you or make you think. So thanks for your patience as my show kind of weaves in and out of different things all the time. But I kind of, I, I kind of like it that way. So it sure is a beautiful day, y'all. It really, really is uh, because I'm spending it with you. So if you think there's some valuable stuff in this episode, share it. Please, please, please share it with people you know who might be sick. Please share it with with anybody you think might benefit from any of this information. And do me a favor. If you're listening and you're on social media, take a screen grab or tag me or tag that you're listening to the show and I'll add you to my story. I love doing that. So lots of love. It's past my bedtime. I tell you what, it's earlier and earlier these days. I'll see you back here every Tuesday each week for a brand new episode. You guys take care. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Get vaccinated. Love you. Bye. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And a reminder, you can catch a brand new episode of It Sure Is a Beautiful Day every Tuesday. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And of course, I'd love to hear from you. So leave me a rating and leave me a review. Also, follow us on social media for all the behind the scenes action and more info. That's at I am Kat Sadler on Instagram and at ABD with Kat. Talk to you next Tuesday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.